Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts today and we'll install them for free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. At the end of the damn video is my stupid process show intro music. I was like, come on, man. I was like, wow, this sounds familiar. Like, I thought I accidentally clicked on one of my old links. Nah, nah, he's just, he's just biting my style with millions of dollars. First, it's definitely one of those two. I'm going to go 20th. 21st, ah, I was close. I had no idea what today was, guys. It's the weekend. I give up trying to learn anything. Anyway, I'm Josh Engelman. I'm joined by Rinpak, and we're here to break down a six-game slate. No house advantage style. They are the presenting sponsor of this show. But we will start here. Ryan, how are you? I'm doing well. Uh, March Madness Sunday weekend. Uh, your North Carolina teams, Duke and UNC, first time not making the, one of them, haven't made the second round since 1985, I believe. How is it I in North Carolina? I forgot the tournament was going on. Oh, wow. Are you a Dukey or a uh, UNC guy? I would say that I am a lapsed Duke fan. It was a okay. very aggressive piece of my life in the past that would cause me to like not want to go outside if uh, Carolina would beat Duke. And then I moved to North Carolina, which you would think would be like the explosion of my fandom. Now I don't watch college basketball at all. <laughs> oh my God. Wow. Uh, it's quite the turnaround, obviously. Uh, yeah. It was a, I mean, some big upsets uh, in the tournament, but yeah. excited to talk some NBA, uh, six game slate and the return of Blake Griffin to the NBA. Yeah. I, I wish that we didn't like, well, okay. I don't want to say it like this. I'm very happy that we have a show immediately after us. That's awesome. College basketball live before lock coming up at 11 o'clock in a way. I wish that show just happened to be like a half hour later and we could plow through what is like sort of a decent four game early slate. Um, yeah. It, it's a really interesting Sunday, but we're going to give you the best we have to offer for a six gamer. Uh, I'm pretty happy about three games starting at seven an eight o'clock game. And then we got a, dueling late night hammer which should be pretty fun i think we could just dive into it all now we got about 100 people in here hit that thumbs up helps us out a ton subscribe to the channel hit the notification bell all that good stuff you guys know the drill at this point if you're here on a sunday at 10 o'clock in the morning i'm going to go out on a limb and assume that you've watched our shows before you know what i'm going to tell you so just hit the like button you know it helps us out and we've got a doozy to open up with so we've got a couple of games on this slate that have like 215 totals four of them in fact somewhere in that neighborhood we've got one in the 230s for uh dallas and portland and then we've got this bad boy the washington wizards at the brooklyn nets the nets are eight and a half point favorites with a 245 total last i saw this is a very different game from a dfs perspective on this slate just a ton of points to go around for washington though uh, it's a little weird we know that we have no davis bertans um and this is a team that has, we have a hard time grabbing any additional DFS talent. We know we have Bradley Beal. We know we have Russell Westbrook. And those are going to be the two guys we talk about the most. And everybody sort of knows how to roster Beal and Westbrook. Rui has seen a monstrous uptick in minutes as of late. I think he is the other guy that looks pretty good. And after that, I, get, I, I don't really know what I want to do from Washington. So what are you seeing on the Wizards for today? Yeah, I mean, this game was monster, monster total. And, like, I, there, you got to feel confident. A handful of guys in this game are going to be really good uh, to exceptional. And going to guys like Ross Beal, Hachimura, especially with those minutes, make a ton of sense to me. Especially Hachimura, 5,800. 
Uh, I know people are going to be like, whoa, Hachimura 5,800, but man, the guy's playing uh, mid to high 30s minutes and his, uh, his price has gone up with it as well. But against this matchup, I think he's appropriately priced, maybe slightly underpriced across the board on sites. But uh, those minutes in this matchup, you're going to have to have interest in him. I do like saving the $1,400 uh, on DraftKings going to Beal over Westbrook. Three-point bonus, all things put together. Ceilings are kind of similar, I want to say. And he, on FanDuel, where Beal's a shooting guard, uh, $9,600, I'm going to have significant interest as well. Uh, and Hachimura, $4,900 on FanDuel on a small four position where you have to roster two. Things going to be significantly owned. And I think being with the field is uh, probably a good thing to do when a guy's playing 36, 37 minutes. I think he has serious upside in this matchup. Well, you basically said everything that I would have said. I prefer Beal to <laughs> Russell Westbrook on both sites. Rui's price, while seems high on DK, he's still m- more than acceptable at this point. Hasn't been fantastic as of late. 0.74 FanDuel points per minute over the last 30, but uh, been playing a little bit more recently. Been playing a little bit better recently. And no Bertans, it's just firms up his minutes even more. Not that I thought that they were going anywhere, but that's just another guy at the four spot, basically, that isn't going to be showing up on the floor. It's crazy to see Russ at 11-1 on FanDuel and 10-7 on DraftKings, but he totally deserves it. 1.5 FanDuel points per minute over the last 30 days. It is a completely warranted price tag. The real problem here is that James Harden is also on this slate at a comparable price tag, and I would just dramatically rather have James Harden against the Wizards than Russell Westbrook against the Brooklyn Nets. But we get them both in the same game. The firepower in this one is wild at the top. Oh, I completely agree with you. If you remember last time these guys played, it was their frantic finish when I believe uh, Garrison Matthews stole the inbound pass. Uh, They were down two, and Russell Westbrook hits a dagger three in kind of a a heroic comeback against this Nets team. Uh, Obviously, Durant was in that game, but... This team, this team's loaded. Both, uh, both on both sides. I have interest in both Harden and Kyrie. Uh, there is a there is a pathway for both of them to be very, very good, yeah, especially with this total. I, I'm willing to go there now. The secondary options and guys like Jeff Green, uh, Joe Harris, and uh, we gotta mention Blake Griffin because he's gonna play. And now, uh, how much is he gonna play? I haven't seen much uh, news no. and notes what Steve Nash is gonna say. I do think there'll be some news that will come out through the day. And now, how many minutes does Blake Griffin have to play this matchup to have you interested, Josh? I think if he were to get 20 minutes, I'll have minimal interest. It's not going to take much to be with the field at all, in my opinion. I I don't think that there's a minutes number that Blake Griffin can play today that I would be interested in him. He's 5,100 on FanDuel and 5K on DraftKings. Uh, At at best, we could project him as what? Like a one fantasy point per minute guy? I mean, he's going to need 28 for me to be like, oh, that 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 brings him into play. Uh, to me, he's is fully off the table. I gave him 18 minutes. I don't yeah. really feel comfortable with that. You could go as like I think 24 is probably a realistic ceiling for them just letting him go. There's no real incentive for him to just come out and play monster <laughs> yeah. minutes in this first game back. Uh, so to me, he's fully off the table. I don't really see much of anything on Brooklyn. Clearly, Harden and Kyrie. I think James Harden is the absolute best play on the slate ownership is showing that as well 30 percent on FanDuel almost 40 percent on DK Kyrie had a big one his last time out um he is less interesting to me in this spot but still you know a 20 percent type guy the guy that I'm most concerned with is Joe Harris he's 4,500 on FanDuel 5,200 on DK clearly playable because he's the third best active player on the Nets 
I don't really love the idea of getting to like 20 plus percent Joe Harris. I like him. He's good. He's sort of one note, not a really great fantasy player in general. 0.7 FanDuel points per minute over his past 30 days. Just normally like a 0.75 guy in my model. Anyway, when he picks up additional ownership like this, I usually find it's pretty easy to pivot off of someone that's a low fantasy point per minute guy at a price tag that isn't like the true bottom. Like when you get a bad guy that's in here at 3,200, I don't, I don't feel as bad, but if he's 4,500 or 5,200, I don't really want to follow the ownership as much. What are you seeing on Joe Harris? Yeah, I'm, I'm going to have interest. Uh, he's uh, playing a what, high, th- I mean, mid thirties minutes up time. So he's one of those guys who can just get hot from three, especially with a three point yeah. bonus on DraftKings. He took uh, 13 three-point attempts last time. And on the Wizards, like, man, he could probably take the same amount of attempts this time around as well. So I like going to Harris. And not to say uh, Harris is kind of a safe play. Obviously, he could have a bad shooting day and be really disappointing. But at that price tag on FanDuel, I mean, I'm going to have interest in him as well. I mean, him and Hachimura both are garnering quite a bit of ownership. But I do think it's uh, rightfully so. And I I like him, especially at that $4,500 price tag, even on DraftKings. So... I completely agree with you there. And having multiple pieces from this game uh, seems the way to go. I mean, obviously, a lot of things can change. We are, uh, what, uh, nine hours before this game tips off. So yeah. things can definitely happen. Yeah, this can, this can go a couple of different directions. That's for sure. Um, yeah, the, the Joe Harris piece, at least on FanDuel, is, is really giving me pause. And I don't really know what to do with it. He needs an outlier performance. I mean, I guess, like, in, in the grand scheme of things, everybody does. You're only winning a GPP if you're basically your entire lineup has outlier performances. And if you're going to have one of those, Washington seems like the perfect place to do it. I'm a little nervous about that ownership. Let's see who's around him. I guess that'll be the easiest way to talk about it. So all right, easiest way for me to describe Joe Harris today, I would rather have Rui or Sadiq Bay. Both guys, very comparable in price. Sadiq Bay, $200 cheaper. Rui, $400 cheaper. Um, do you, I guess that's a really easy way to do it. Do you prefer Joe Harris or Rui today? It's tough to go away from Rui and playing 38 minutes, uh, barring any foul trouble. I just feel more confident with a guy who can uh, find a way to like getting his there, way there with other stats. Uh, Harris mainly scoring dependent in my opinion. Uh, Hachimura can, uh, has shown an uptick in rebound uh, rates since Scott Brooks had those comments about him. So I like going to Hachimura over Harris. Okay. Is there anybody else in this game that we need to touch on that you think we've missed so far? I don't really I, see anything. Yeah. Uh, I think uh, people might uh, get, uh, might see Alex Sun starting. He's coming in with some ownership. There is a real chance that he might get played off the floor, yeah. uh, in my opinion. So uh, proceed with caution with him. I know he's 3,500. It's a front court matchup versus Brooklyn, obviously very favorable, but there is a real reason of concern where I think Len could get played off the court. Yeah. Do you think it would be a good thing to see more Rui at the five today? Is that even a possibility? Like in this matchup in particular, it seems like it could be. Uh, uh, yeah, I think I think he's going to, I think he could play some minutes at the five for sure. Uh, now, Scott Brooks really hasn't done that as much. I, I, I can't recall how many minutes he's played at the five of late, but Not definitely a, a real possibility uh, in this matchup. Definitely. I mean, it, I would, ex- I, I'd expect like, man, you've put Harden and Kyrie in isolation versus Len. It's, game set match like yeah. right away uh per cleaning the glass 92 percent of Rui's minutes have been played at the four eight percent of his minutes have been played at the five so about okay. 200 no nope, that's that's really just absolute garbage math like 80 minutes out of the thousand that he's played have been at the five it's early man it's sunday i can't be doing math 
That's why I use Excel so much, so that I don't have to do math. <laughs> it does uh, it all for you. <laughs> exactly. All right, favorite play from this game? Uh, favorite play from this game, uh, Bradley Beal on DraftKings, I like quite a bit. Uh, and over there on FanDuel, uh, I like uh, taking my chances with Hachimura. Uh, I like it. Yeah. I like it. Harden, based on my Sims, the guy that came out tops on both FanDuel and DraftKings, but you're not going to find me having a bad word to say about Bradley Beal or Rui on a day like today. Yeah, I, don't get me wrong. It's not that I'm not interested in Harden. I, yeah. I love Harden on this slate. I just want to uh, – I felt like Harden was a pretty easy a pathway to go, but other guys who I think can be uh, pretty exceptional in this matchup. Next game up, Toronto Raptors at the Cleveland Cavaliers. Cavs are seven-and-a-half-point dogs, 218 total. And not much to say here about Toronto. Everybody's just sort of back and in true Toronto fashion. These guys came back from, uh, you know, quarantining and whatever else that they had to do and just immediately went into playing monstrous minutes once again. So it doesn't seem like we're slowing down there, which generally means that Toronto will be incredibly uninteresting. And that's sort of where we land right now. Uh, Everybody kind of looks the same relative to salary. OG Ananobi is picking up a little bit of love on FanDuel. And on DraftKings, he's uh, in like the high teens in ownership. Everybody else is below that. Most of these guys outside of Fred Van Vliet are under 10% owned. I will happily play some of all of these starting guys for Toronto. Lowry, Ananobi, Van Vliet, Siakam, Powell, maybe even a little bit of Chris Boucher, although those minutes finally went back down. But I don't really see anybody that I can just be like, that's the guy I need to have today. How do you manage Toronto now that everybody's back? I that's a great question just because uh the thing that always uh, is great about Toronto is Nick Nurse doesn't give a damn about minutes he's just going to roll roll these guys out uh, non-stop and when you're playing mid 35 minutes there's gonna, there's a pathway for multiple guys to be good now the problem in Toronto is that they're uh have these like efficient players where they're not really ball dominant at times outside I mean Lowry, Van Vliet, Siakam, they all have pathways to being really good. I like taking my chances with a $7,200 Siakam just because he's like the cheapest of the bunch, like of the three studs they have, the three-headed monster. But uh, Siakam, $7,900 on uh, power forward eligibility on a FanDuel. I think it's going to be pretty low on and has some upside in him to be very solid. So I like going to uh, taking my chances on Siakam. I, I do think he uh, was disappointing to start off the year. Obviously came off a 50-point game against Utah. But I like going to Siakam in this matchup. Uh, and I think that's uh, one way to go. And it's with the Toronto guys. I mean, Norman Powell for me, I'm way off of him at 7,100, 7,900, I believe, on FanDuel. That's way too high as his price will have to get some time to get readjusted with everyone being back. But uh, sprinkling these guys in, I can't blame you because they play so many minutes and uh, they're going to find a way to be good. But I think uh, going to a low on guy like Siakam, I do think can pay off and find fashion. So I don't, I don't want this to sound like I'm advocating for Norm Powell, but if he really is 3% owned on DraftKings today, I actually think there's a little bit of utility there. I don't think the minutes are really going anywhere. And I think whoever pops for Toronto is sort of random, whether it's that Lowry day, the Van Vliet day, the Powell day. Who I just, I just think he's not going anywhere. I don't think he's rolling back to like 26 minutes or something. Yeah. I think that he's just in for the long haul now. And if he goes unowned, I'm willing to take that shot on a six game slate, but we're talking about a guy that's 3% owned that I think should be like 10% owned. So not any sort of large fear or not any sort of like large stand on someone like Powell, but very much a, a sort of pay up to be contrarian type option with Powell today. 
Yeah, I mean, uh, seventy. I mean, the seventy hundred dollar price tag in DraftKings. Yeah, I think uh, the minutes are kind of nice, and uh, if he's going to play twenty six minutes, and there's a chance he might get some blowout run if this game were to blow out potentially uh, against Cleveland. I can't fault you for going that way, but it won't take much to get over the field for a guy like Powell. No, yeah, exactly. Yeah. That, not, he wouldn't show up in like my top 10 or anything like that. That much I could tell you guys. <laughs> but I think you just rotate through some of these Toronto guys if you need to get to them. Um, otherwise, with everybody back, it's not my particular cup of tea. Cleveland, though, uh, no real news on Cleveland either. These, these two teams are pretty easy to take a look at. I will once again be getting to quite a bit of Larry Nance at the $5,300 price tag on FanDuel. Jared Allen is picking up monstrous ownership on FanDuel right now. It's almost 36%, uh, not nearly as much ownership on DK because he's $1,200 more expensive there. Uh, the sex land backcourt is just sort of always in play. For those four guys, I, I think they all look pretty good. The problem for me is that this is a terrible matchup against Toronto, and I don't really know how to balance all of that. I think the guy that I get to most is Larry Nance, at least over the field. And I'm really curious what your thoughts are on Jared Allen. Yeah, so Jared Allen uh, over there on that FanDuel price tag has me interested, 6,300. Uh, I like that he's been uh, getting north of 30 minutes of back-to-back games, barring any foul trouble. I think he has upside to put up 40 fantasy points or higher in this matchup. At 6,300, on a slate of this size, I'm pretty content to going to Jared Allen. His ownership is pretty significant as we uh, project things early this morning, but Going to him on FanDuel, I think uh, I can't fault you there. Uh, other guys are in this matchup. Yeah, the Toronto matchup is kind of tough. Uh, obviously, we're having with everyone back. Uh, they're much better than they were two weeks ago. So going to guys like the sex line backcourt, Darius Garland, 5,500 on FanDuel. Uh, guys playing mid-30s minutes, 36, 38 minutes, last two times out. I'm going to have to like him quite a bit uh, over there in FanDuel. We're at the roster, too. It's a nice spend-down option. Uh, there's going to be a ton of spend-up spend options. I do think I'll uh, have a unique roster construction build potentially with that ownership coming in at kind of lower than I expect it to be. So Garland makes sense on FanDuel. Over there in DraftKings, Garland 6,400 and Sexton 7,000. I think going to Sexton over there at 7K uh, seems more of a reasonable option uh, at that price tag. As someone who's also playing a ton of minutes, 20, 25 shot attempts, 17, 17, 18, just takes a ton of shots. And uh, with that that many shot attempts, I'm going to have an interest at that price tag, uh, definitely. This Larry Nance stuff is really tripping me up. The dude's playing a ton. He's not a great permanent fantasy guy, at least not since he's been back. And that's really been my little problem. But uh, the low-ish ownership has me going there. I'm going to get to way more Cleveland than I was expecting to when I just looked at this slate to start. But Alan Nance, Garland, Sexton... Um, those guys are showing up more than I was expecting. They're getting owned more than I was expecting too, to be perfectly honest. And uh, it's never fun getting Cleveland. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Nance over there, $5,300 where he can pick up those stocks, very favorable for his type of game. Yeah. I think 5,300 on Fando makes for a uh, pivot off a of Hachimura Harris, potentially depending on ownership uh, and has serious upside because he can uh, explain those minutes. If he stays out of foul trouble, He's going to play 36, 37 minutes. Uh, there is some upside in him. We saw it the first two games that we went 43 and 33.8 uh, fantasy uh, Fandle points, respectively. Kind of was it came down to earth against San Antonio on Friday. So uh, it, he's fine. I think he's a fine option over there in Fandle, especially Allen, Garland, and Nance definitely stand out to me over there in Fandle. 
I, uh, I ended up not playing Friday's slate. Um, my wife is out of town. Just wanted to take the night off. Didn't know that I was going to do that until like five o'clock at night though. So sent the email into FanDuel like, Hey, can you mass withdraw me from everything that I'm in right now? Uh, so I didn't know that he didn't uh, play all that well on Friday. That's great news because I probably would have had a ton. So uh, perfect. Yeah. The thing was he, he was fine. He put up 25 FanDuel points. Okay. It's just that Kelvin Johnson at 2% put up 51. Okey-dokey. That changed that slate on Friday. Perfect. Yeah. I, bail. I haven't played a slate since Thursday night. So a Thursday night slate that uh, I believe you finished third in the uh, the the large field FanDuel contest. Um, I did. I guess you yeah. and I were both up there for a bit, and then I tumbled down. But I'm glad you stuck around. I uh, needed Chris Paul and Zion to combine to get one and a half more points. It just didn't happen. So third it was. Uh, like you said, you just gone to the next day and hoping to be back up there again. <laughs> Yeah, I woke up to try to catch up in our uh, premium Slack. And I was scrolling down, scrolling down. They're like, oh, Josh is in first. Great, great. And then I just wasn't there anymore. And they were like, Rinpak's got a shot. I was like, okay, at least someone's going to come out of this with something positive. Yeah, it was a ton of awesome avatars across the board on FanDuel that day in like the top 30 alone. Yeah, we, uh, we really cornered the market, which is really exciting to see. Any final thoughts on this game? Uh, favorite play coming out of Toronto and Cleveland? Uh, probably Jared Allen over there on FanDuel. Garland is yeah. a close second, and followed by Nance. So I just mentioned that. over there on DraftKings. Uh, man, it's tough to have a real favorite play with the, how they're priced, but I like going to Siakam, seventy two hundred dollars uh, over there on uh, DraftKings. Nance on FanDuel is my highest ranked guy by a half percentage point over Jared Allen. You can go either way. Um, and then on the DraftKings side, my highest ranked play, oddly enough, I don't even think I said his name, OG Ananobi, 5,300. Also picking up a bit of ownership on DK. So I don't feel as bad about that stance. Yeah, he's, he's going to play minutes. And if he shoots efficiently, definitely has a pathway to be uh, pretty successful. All right, guys, schedule for the rest of the day. Just because it's Sunday doesn't mean we're done doing things. Coming up immediately after this, 11 a.m., college basketball live before lock. Ben Raza, Matt Gajewski, breaking down whatever's going on in uh, the NCAA tournament. We're two days in now, so uh, they should be bringing you guys the goods. Then at 2 p.m. Eastern time, NASCAR live before lock. Jason and Chris breaking down whatever race is happening today. I, I, I got nothing about NASCAR, but you should definitely watch that show. It's the best in the business for NASCAR content. Deeper dive at 5 p.m. Jason and Terry talking every one of these games. Again, it's strategy show redux. They'll go through all of it with all of the increased news that we have. And then at 6 p.m., NBA Live Before Lock, Emac and Greg closing out your Sunday, leading you up to the 7 p.m. lock. We've also got some free content going on at awesomeo.com today. NBA ownership projections are free. I find ownership projections to be incredibly valuable. They dictate literally everything that I do. So uh, you should check those things out for free. No reason not to. NHL player projections are free. So if you're looking to play anything on the ice today, we've got all the goods that you could possibly need. And then the MMA top fighters tool, that is free, but that is also uh, not useful since the card was yesterday. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> is that really supposed to be yeah it is there so oh no I'm, uh uh-oh so i read off three things that are free that might not be free ah so uh, if they're not free and we haven't decided we should make everything that was free yesterday free again today for anybody that's listening but there is no sunday listed i just assumed that was sunday that's only saturday so we'll figure that out as we go we'll definitely have free content 
as far as I know, but we should just go with whatever yesterday's was. Stay tuned to the Twitter for all the free content that will be advertised uh, later today. Great plug. At awesome underscore com at awesome NBA for all news and free content for the day. We will let the marketing team know to handle that situation. That's one, once I started reading that MMA one, I was like, ah, there's no way I'm reading the right stuff right now. So I'm like Ron Burgundy, man. I'll read anything you put on the teleprompter. All right, moving it on. Game number three, Chicago Bulls at the Detroit Pistons. Pistons, three-point dogs at home, 217 total. And on the Chicago side, not all that exciting. We've got Zach Levine and Laurie Markinen in double digits in ownership. Otto Porter as well at the flat minimum on FanDuel. On DraftKings, Markinen picking up the most ownership. Levine a little bit behind. I like Markinen today on both sites. About the same as the field, so nothing that I want to go crazy on. I think Tomas Sadoransky at forty five hundred on DraftKings is a price that looks pretty good given his role and his minutes as of late. Nothing too crazy, but I think he is going a little underrepresented. I just don't see anybody on the Bulls as a truly standout option. What are you thinking of Chicago today? Yeah, uh, the Bulls. Uh, I mean, obviously they uh, changed up their. Uh... Front court uh, starting rotation over there. Uh, a couple of these Bulls guys against this Detroit matchup, I do think have a pathway for being good. I feel the most confident, obviously, in Levine having the highest ceiling upside, but other guys in like Markinen, uh over uh, 5,600 and 5,500 on Fanduel and DraftKings, respectively, I do think deserves a mention. Uh, playing north of uh, high 20s, low 30s minutes, I think has a potential to at least be find a way to potentially get mid 30 fantasy points potentially i mean that i don't see it ha- i wouldn't project him like that i'd probably project him in the high 20s the way things stand but has a potential to be good uh slash very good in this matchup so uh levine and marketing uh sadoransky like you said 4500 i think uh we can definitely uh keep riding him the guy's playing 30 min- plus minutes definitely de- deserves a consideration on both sides man 4400 4500 I do think uh, can uh, be really good. He was good in the first two times against Toronto and OKC when he entered the starting rotation and then uh, has come down to earth the last two times out. So uh, in a matchup versus Detroit, I do have interest in Sadoransky for sure. All righty. Oh, the Chicago team, man. I don't know what they're doing. I don't know what their future holds. I have no idea. They they need to do some trades, man. Like they, the roster they have, they have talented guys. They're just all like misfits all put together. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't know what the long-term goal is. It's, it intrigues I did, me. I did like their GM hire who they uh, got from Denver. I forget yeah. his last name. Uh, Arturo's. No. Yeah. Something. Yeah. So Carnishivis, uh, but I yeah. might be not pronouncing that correctly. Um, I'm not great at uh, international pronunciations, but I think it might be Carnishivis. Okay. Yeah. He, he came from Denver. So yeah. obviously uh, what Denver has done through the draft and uh, has built a very successful foundation for many, many years to come, in my opinion. Yeah. He probably wants his own guys. He's probably going to gonna have to do like some sort of like mini rebuild, try to go under the table rebuild, but it's tough to do that with all these misfits you have and no one really wants these misfits and you're just stuck with the whole pile of garbage. <laughs> you kind of are on the Pistons side, speaking about giant piles of garbage, uh, Jeremy Grant, Sadiq Bay, both picking up pretty sizable ownership on FanDuel. I think that is fully warranted. Grant at 7K, Sadiq Bay at 4,300 there. Bay, actually, north of 30% ownership on FanDuel, and I totally agree with it. On the DraftKings side, Grant Wright and uh, Josh Jackson all in the teens in ownership. 
And that is sort of where I would be looking. I don't mind getting to, um, you know, being neutral to the field on someone like DeLon Wright. Uh, I don't mind being neutral to the field on someone like 4K Frank Jackson if he's going to continue to get minutes. But again, no standouts here, at least not on the drafting side. It's more to me filler. On FanDuel, though, I think Sadiq Bey and Jeremy Grant will be pretty firm fixtures in my lineups. What do you want to do with uh, this lovely Pistons? Uh, clearly, the FanDuel uh, pricing team has been in full March Madness mood. Sadiq Bey has been $4,300 every single game for the last three times he's put up 51 40 uh, 35 uh, fantasy points uh, the last two times out now he's been uh, shooting quite efficient not actually not that efficiently he's gone six to ten from the field uh from three then two of nine when six of 15 from the last times last time out at 43 43 when the guy in 14 15 shot attempts sign me up uh there's 4300 sadiq bay Definitely a solid, solid uh, consideration. I really like the shot attempt volume that he has. He's not necessarily out of play on DraftKings. Obviously, we've seen the upside last two times out uh, where a three-point bonus for a, a guy like him can uh, find his way to be very successful. Uh, he, he's going to come in pretty low. And so taking some sh- chances at an overpriced, not over, I don't know if he's overpriced it. Maybe this is the real Sadiq Bay now all of a sudden. So I think he's okay. Not really that exciting. Uh, I think Dawn Wright makes a ton of sense. 5,900 if you want to take your chances there on DraftKings. And Josh Jackson, a, a guy who has a pure tournament upside who could get going off the bench. He likes to take a ton of shots and uh, ride with him. That's 24, 28 minutes. Takes 12 shots off the bench. Uh you can definitely uh, strike an upside with him, especially 4,800 on FanDuel, where you have to roster two. I do want to talk about this Pistons front court rotation. Mason Plumlee, they kind of are going into the full Isaiah Stewart experience right now. Uh, played 25 minutes, 23 minutes the last two times out. $4,100 on FanDuel. He is priced at uh, $4,400 on center. Not completely out of play. Uh, if he's going to play 25 minutes and... Uh, in this matchup, I'll definitely have interest. We saw what Moses Brown did to, to this uh, front court. And I, w- I want to say Isaiah Stewart is a much more talented player than Moses Brown. Uh, so I think taking your chances with uh, Isaiah Stewart definitely uh, can't fault you there. And Mason Plumlee is going to come in pretty low on in terms of box score watching. And if for some reason Dwayne Casey wants to roll out 30-plus uh, minutes of Plumlee, you could sprinkle them in. I wouldn't play them both in any lineups. Maybe right. on FanDuel, it, it makes it cringes me to say that, but because uh, Stewart's pretty cheap, uh, forty one hundred dollars. So uh, just keep in mind with that Pistons front court rotation, they are definitely in full Kate Cunningham uh, mode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they are. Um, yeah, the the Isaiah Stewart thing is very interesting. You know, Plumlee's got two more years left on this deal, about nine million per eight eight and a half per. Um, be interesting to see if they try to offload him and just give the keys to Isaiah Stewart. It seems like that would be a much, you know, what are you trying to do with Mason Plumley for the next two years? So I would try to turn the keys to the castle over to uh, Stewart if I could, but I don't know where they would be trying to offload Mason Plumley at this point. Yeah. And uh, I have no idea where who would want Plumley to. And we forgot to talk about Jeremy Grant, who has a huge ceiling in this matchup. Uh, yeah. Super draft multiplier of one, four, five. Uh, definitely uh, could be a, one of the highest scoring players on the slate just because of this matchup and all things put together. So definitely deserves strong interest. This game is going to be kind of a little weirdly interesting uh, with all things put together. We see what the final ownership comes in when uh, contests lock. Let's see. Are there any good trades on NBA or on tradenba.com that has Plumlee in it? Uh, okay. This one's not real. It's, 
I was like, oh, this one got rated really high. Yeah, they traded LeBron to the Pistons for like everything that was on the <laughs> Lakers. So I don't get the sense that uh, that one's going to be as legit. Speaking of LeBron, uh, obviously it, high it, Hank high ankle inversion sprain. If you saw the highlight, um, one yeah. of those on a, a one of those rare uh, rare versions of an ankle sprain. How are how in trouble would this Lakers team be without Anthony Davis and LeBron James potentially for the next few weeks? I mean, they're going to be terrible, right? They're going to be so bad. Like it's, it's going to be the know. THT show, I, I, which will be kind of interesting to see how that goes out for them. Yeah, I don't know what network the THT show is going to be aired on, but I assume <laughs> it's on like Quibi or something. So uh, not going to be a great show to watch. Yeah. <laughs> Did it, they're just going to be bad. They're going to be bad. And next thing you know, LeBron James, Anthony Davis for the play-in game to play the eight-seated. Who would be the eight-seed by then? I don't know off the top of my head. No idea. <laughs> it's it's not good. They just look. Yeah. Uh, none of it matters. Is if they're healthy during the playoffs, we don't even talk about this anymore. Mm-hmm. Like that's just the only thing that matters now for some of these teams is just being healthy. Kevin Durant doesn't play basically at all right now, and no one even cares. It's just like oh well, he'll, he'll play in the playoffs. Yeah. It's all that matters. Speaking of guys that aren't playing right now, the Philadelphia 76ers at the New York Knicks. Philly is a one-point favorite in New York, and we do need to touch on all sorts of potential news. So I'm just going to read off everything for this game. Alfred Payton is questionable. Mitchell Robinson is questionable. Emmanuel Quickly is questionable. Derek Rose is out. Ben Simmons is questionable. Seth Curry is out. We know Joel Embiid is out. We'll start on the Philly side. I've got Ben Simmons in right now. I think that's really the only way that we could look at it. Otherwise, all hell breaks loose. Uh, he's picking up about 20% ownership on FanDuel. Tobias Harris is picking up about 20% ownership on FanDuel. Both of those numbers feel a little high. $3,700 Tony Bradley, on the other hand, only projected for 4% ownership. Maybe that's a value spot. We've got Danny Green and Dwight Howard picking up ownership. I don't know what to make of this Philly team right now. Do you see any standout options against the Knicks? What is generally the worst uh, team to play against in fantasy? Yeah. So this Philly team was the uh, kind of the core of the slate yesterday, just because we got Simmons ruled out about 30 minutes before a lock after he was ruled probable kind of turned the slate on its head and uh, where we had to go to guys like Milton. And uh, we saw guys like Tanny Green and Matisse Seibel really pay off their salary uh, Tybo went for 26 fantasy points, and I believe Danny Green had a pretty solid game, if I'm not mistaken. So uh, if Simmons were to be out, I love going back to Shake Milton. I think uh, he could pay off that salary on, uh, pretty uh, easily, and potentially in this matchup. Now, if Simmons were to play, I'd definitely have some interest. So obviously, they're probably being precautionary with the left knee soreness. I wonder if it's the same knee that he had surgery on at the bubble. So uh, they're probably being cautious with Simmons. And obviously they uh, pretty much waxed the Kings last night without Simmons. If Simmons were to play, I'll definitely have interest in him. Uh, targeting Tony Bradley, he played 24 minutes yesterday. and 24 minutes of Tony Bradley, he has an upside. Uh, definitely could go there. Julius Randle, 10K, I'm meh with him. Now, if all of those guys are out, Peyton, quickly, if all of those guys are out, going to Burks again, uh, I know his price track is elevated. $4,900 on FanDuel is definitely, I think he's kind of in play already uh, with the injury situation that's happening over there. I really like Alfred Payton if he's in uh, 5K. I know it's a right hamstring, lower body injury, potential minutes limit. So last time he came back from a lower body injury, Tiz was like, I don't care about it. I'm going to play you 34 minutes. So uh, if 
<laughs> if that's going to happen again, that can definitely uh, work out in your favor. A bunch of news in the slate on this game. Uh, definitely, if you have roster flexibility, uh, definitely can pay off in uh, quite a bit. I don't have Danny. I don't have much interest in Danny Green. If he, if even if Simmons plays or not, I'm just off of that performance. He went seven to thirteen from the field, picked up three steals. Uh, one of those high, uh, super efficient Danny Green games that you should just back off. Yeah, so I have Mitchell Robinson quickly and Peyton in right now. I don't really know what to make of that, other than it makes the Knicks look not all that great to me. Uh, I'll play Julius Randle no matter what. It's not a great spot. Uh, it's not a great price tag, but I will be just playing him from a raw points perspective on a six-gamer. Similar story for R.J. Barrett if his minutes are just going to be there, 5,900 on FanDuel. There's, it's, it's really difficult to even talk about this game right now, given the amount of news. So this is the perfect selling point for watching the deeper dive later today watching live before lock later today we just need more news there's there's too many guys that are fluctuating that change the entire scope of this slate if they are ruled in or out so best i could say right now i have everybody in the philly guys or simmons harris and to me tony bradley and new york it's randall and barrett if everybody is in it's really tricky for me to want to get to anything else for new york yeah over there in fando would be randall and burks for me uh yeah. But now that's obviously this thing. This is like a asterisk on everything that I've said because everything can just change just with even one guy just being ruled out. Here's a question for you. So mm-hmm. let's say Mitchell Robinson is coming back and, and playing like normal center Mitchell Robinson run. Does Taj Gibson leave the rotation or is Obi Toppin stop playing? Neither one of those things are like relevant from a fantasy perspective, but they have, you know, 96 minutes for power forward and for center and Randall is absolutely getting 36 or more of those. You would think Mitchell Robinson is getting 26 plus. I would assume Nerlens Noel is the backup center, but maybe that becomes Taj. I don't know who's getting cut out of this, but it feels like it's Obi Toppin. Yeah, it has to be. I think it's Obi Toppin. And Taj will lose some minutes just organically. Some of those minutes should go to Robinson. I think Robinson got, probably could play 28 minutes. It's It was a hand injury, so I'm not too concerned about his conditioning. Yeah. So... I think going to a guy like Robinson, if you were to play $4,900 on FanDuel, uh, we'll be very, very low owned. And uh, yeah. Tibbs uh, could roll him out for 30 plus and he could put up a number. So yeah. uh, definitely we'll have interest if Robinson and where to go. But going back to your question, I think it's Toppin who is fully out of the rotation. Yeah, like Mitchell Robinson can 5X on blocks on FanDuel today. <laughs> yeah. Yes, he can. Moving on to the dueling late night hammers, the Los Angeles Lakers. Actually, no, I got more. Uh, I got more plugs to do. Let's do those plugs first before we move on to this Los Angeles Lakers team. We've got uh, 16 minutes to go until we seed control of the channel over to the College Basketball Show, and we'll start with the presenting sponsor of this show. That would be No House Advantage. You don't have to worry about fantasy points anymore, or salaries, or any of that stuff. All you have to worry about at No House Advantage are player props. You're ranking whether or not you think a guy is going to go over or under a set of points or assists or rebounds or all those things added together. They've got a 5K slam dunk going today. That's 2K up top, $15 to get in. You're picking 10 player props. You're ranking them in priority. So your favorite prop gets 10. Second favorite gets nine, eight, seven, six, five, four, all the way down the line. And the best news for you here, we offer all of this stuff for free at awesomeo.com. If you want to just see Alex's projections against the props that exist on No House Advantage, cool. That's for free at awesomeo.com. If you want to see optimal lineup constructions for No House Advantage, guess what? Also free at awesomeo.com. 
it's all there. The goods are there. You can use the promo code Awesomeo and get a first match deposit bonus of up to 20 bucks. So not only that, you can get some free money, potentially some overlay, and we're providing you the lineups. It really doesn't get any better than that. The props are stale lines. They won't change throughout the day. So once they're set, they're set, which means if someone gets ruled out, grabbing overs and points for some of the guys that are left become really easy. And again, we're just going to keep that information updated on the website. So go to nohouseadvantage.com uh, to sign up. Again, use that promo code and then head over to awesomeo.com to check out all of the goods that we're offering you for No House Advantage. Win big with player props today. No giveaways. I already read out uh, free content that doesn't exist so far. So I think that's just about it. Go subscribe to the podcast feed, guys. We have all of our shows that aren't live before locks up on the podcast feeds. We have individual sport podcast feeds. So if you don't really care all that much about NHL and don't want to see those, you can just subscribe to the NBA one or vice versa, or just get the podcast feed that has everything. You can do that everywhere that you get your normal podcasts. I assume there's probably some random podcast site that we're not on. And these guys like, Oh, this is the greatest one ever. Why aren't you, why aren't you guys on made up podcast site X? I don't know. Just everywhere you get normal stuff, Apple stitcher, I believe Spotify, all that good stuff. We're on all of those spots. Just subscribe, listen to our incredible shows. I mean, you should watch these shows on YouTube. Our faces are fantastic, but if you can only do the audio, I understand. LA Lakers, Phoenix Suns. Suns are four and a half point favorites at home. I'm surprised that's not a bigger number. Lakers are without Anthony Davis. They are without LeBron James. That's really the most important stuff that we can talk about. I've got four guys that I love on FanDuel. I've got six guys that are more playable on DK. Really liking the Lakers here, but we got to kick it off to me at the top. $6,100 Dennis Schroeder on FanDuel. He's $6,900 on DK. To me, that's the best option you can get from the Lakers on either site. Yeah, I think him and Taylor Horton Tucker both are um, my favorite guys to go to. Yeah. I mean, Schroeder's going to, I believe, well, him and Harrell are potentially going to lead the team in usage now. Horton Tucker might be able to get, uh, um, squeak up there, but I think uh, there's going to be multiple guys. They're, they're all kind of underpriced with no LeBron. Uh, I think going to these guys, multiple guys, um, definitely makes a ton of sense to me. I think even taking shots on Contavious Caldwell-Pope, as gross as that might sound, uh, the guy could find a way to take double-digit shot attempts, even in a tough matchup against Phoenix. $3,900 on DraftKings and $3,800 on FanDuel. I like even considering that as an option. Now, Kyle Kuzma is someone who I think should enter the starting rotation, uh, with no LeBron James. And as we know what Kuzma likes to do, he loves taking a ton of shots, good, bad, and the ugly. So Kyle Kuzma definitely uh, will have to be in play because just of that pure shot volume, I mean, you expect him and Schroeder to at least split 40-something shot attempts potentially? Yeah, yeah for sure. They're going to they're gonna be heaving. That's I, I could actually look. How many shot attempts do I have these guys taking? Where the hell do I actually have that stat? And it, this might be a good time oh, to check out the No House Advantage pro, uh, player props on yeah. guys like Kuzma, Harold, Dennis Schroeder specifically. Taking their over on some of these guys make a ton of sense. I know it's a tough matchup against Phoenix, but I, who are they going to play in blowout run? Alfonso McKinney and like uh, Costas and, T- and Tintacumpo? I highly <laughs> doubt we'll see any of those guys come on the court. No, not so much. 
I have no idea where I have those stats hidden in this stupid spreadsheet. So I'm over it already. Yeah. Caruso 3,300 on DK looking like a nice value play. If you need to pay down, I'm, I obviously share your thoughts on THT, just going to see a bigger role at that price tag. I think like Markeith Morris looks solid at 3,900, but that dude doesn't do anything. Um, I'm a lot less interested in him on FanDuel. The core for me on FanDuel, Schroeder, Harrell, Kuzma, Tucker. I guess we do need to at least touch on this. Uh, Mark Gasol is questionable. Uh, what kind of trickle-down effect do you think you could see if Gasol plays? Uh, Damian Jones is out of the rotation, in my opinion. Yeah, I, I, I don't think that it would really cause any sort of major problems. I think Damian Jones would come out. Gasol would just take those minutes, and that would be it. Damian Jones is on his second 10-day contract. He is probably on his way out at this point, so... I thought 10-day contracts, they last forever, right, in this year? Uh, uh, you're thinking of uh, two-way contracts. Two-way contracts. Two-way right. contracts, You um, they don't have to be converted, and they will be eligible for playoff mm-hmm. rosters. 10 days, you get two of them, and then you either need to get converted to a yeah, real yeah, one yeah. or you're gone. So. He's felt like he's been there for a while. Obviously, the All-Star break was mixed in there. So, uh, yeah. He's probably on his way out. I wonder who they'll – Go ahead. I wonder – what they're going to, do you think they'll try to get someone in the buyout market? Obviously they will try to get someone in the buyout market, but try to not to say who can they even get to like even cover for all this loss. So my expectation actually uh, is probably that uh, Jones finishes his 10 day. They make their way through the trade deadline. If they don't get anybody there, then they probably just sign Damian Jones to uh, a rest of the season contract. They would I get like, it's all going to depend on prices and buyouts. Like if the Cavs buy out Andre Drummond, it wouldn't shock me at all for the Lakers to try to sign Andre Drummond. They, they have no real capability to trade for anything at this point uh, because of the, because of their hard cap issues. So my expectation would be that they probably just bring Damian Jones back or someone gets bought out and they get saved by the bell there, which I, Andre Drummond would be like the best option. I don't know if, if I were Andre Drummond, I wouldn't even want to go to the Lakers. I think that there could be potentially better options, but it's certainly alluring to play with LeBron James. Oh, for sure, for sure. No, that's going to be interesting what this Lakers team is going to even try to do, or do they just play like, okay, we'll be back next year type of thing? Yeah, like Michael Roundtree just said Boogie. Uh, he would Boogie uh, wouldn't play a single minute for the Lakers in the playoffs, so that, that would be a useful signing. Boogie has been available for like th- four weeks now, yeah. and no one has even – bother to even uh, get him what's really crazy to me is that he stopped playing for houston a team that like still needed him they they guaranteed the rest of his contract i have no idea why they cut him when they did <laughs> i don't know what houston is doing uh man i mean they're gonna have to ship oladipo and now the way they're handling the organization it wouldn't shock me yeah we'll just keep oladipo he's gonna walk we'll be like okay yeah, but I've... mind blow. great piece of business on the pj tucker trade though yeah, like I, I enjoyed what they did there we haven't touched on Phoenix yet, uh, mostly because I don't really know what to say about Phoenix. Uh, we might have Cam Johnson back today. We shall see. Um, Tory Craig still out. He is now a new Phoenix Sun. This guy, these guys are just flat. So Bridges, Crowder, Aiton, Paul, Booker on DraftKings come up in my optimal lineups between seven and eleven percent. Uh, they are just all jammed together relative to salary. Pretty similar story on FanDuel, except for I like I like Aiton a little bit less. I like Paul and Booker a little bit more, but I don't really like getting to Phoenix all that often. Uh, they're just not a fun team to roster in DFS unless people are out. 
Yeah, and the thing with this Phoenix team, uh, there are multiple guys against this very uh, depleted Lakers team now could find a way to get there. And I, I like taking my chances on a Booker or an Aiton just because uh, Aiton over there, Fandle, $6,000, I know has been very, very disappointing the last couple of times out. Sarge has been playing great. Uh, there's a way for Aiton to get there if we were to play 29 minutes. Um, an old man, Marcus Gasol defense, Montrose Harrell defense. I think Aiton could... Uh, potentially put up a uh, massive performance, but that really depends on if uh, Monty Williams is going to give him the, all the minutes run. That is a huge asterisk of late. So I like taking chances on a low on DeAndre Aiden, uh, but I think that's really about it. Maybe you have interest in Sarge and Mikel Bridges as some cheaper value option, a cheaper sal- uh, salary options on both sites, but I don't have much confidence uh, really in this uh, Suns team, like you said. Yeah, they're just they're not a great DFS team. They're just a good real basketball team. Mm-hmm. Uh no. so this line was four and a half when I started the day. It's 10 now, which makes sense to me. Four and a half, I didn't understand. I thought that we were going to be waiting on some news that came out that said like Devin Booker or Chris Paul weren't going to play today. The line is just 10. It has been fully refreshed and out. So uh looks a little bit different on paper. How did he even open at four and a half with LeBron's injury? I don't think that there were any lines other than lines at uh, let's just say less than reputable books. Okay. <laughs> so uh, when I prep this stuff in the morning, there's just not mm-hmm. a lot out there. So uh, that four and a half line is, is utter, utter nonsense. Let's see, like where, let me, let me look just to make sure that I am like not talking out of my bum here. As you uh, say that, I think uh, targeting guys at like a one five multiplier and a one four multiplier and uh, Schroeder and Harrell, make a lot of sense. And Taylor Horton Tucker, a 1-8 multiplier on Superdraft, also should be in your considerations tonight. Well, let's close this one out now. Dallas Mavericks, Portland Trailblazers. Dallas, I might as well look at the line now, considering everything I just said before seems like it was fully made up. Um, where did that go? Where did my tab go? I'm struggling here. All right. This line actually is right. Dallas... One and a half point favorites, 230 total. We'll start on the Dallas side. Lots of ownership coming in here, particularly on FanDuel, where Luca, Porzingis, Jay Rich, Kleber, and Tim Hardaway are all 15% or higher on FanDuel. Uh, I'm a little bit more apprehensive on Tim Hardaway, but love getting to Luca. Second favorite payup option behind Harden. I think Porzingis for 7,700 on both sites is very appealing. Jay Rich, 5,200 and 5,100. A guy that I will get to uh, begrudgingly. I don't love it, but I like the price. I'll play Maxi. He's terrible from a DFS perspective, but at 3,800 and well, I won't play him on DraftKings at 5K because that price is ludicrous, but 3,800 on FanDuel is more than okay. Um Talk to me a little bit about this Dallas team against Portland. It's a fun DFS spot. Yeah, no, uh, the same matchup against uh, that they had on Friday night. And uh, where we saw Kleba put up uh, thir- uh, 30 fantasy points at, yeah. at that price tag, 34 minutes of Kleba, 3,800. Yeah, I think uh, there's not going to be many cheaper options than him to go to at, at the power forward spot on FanDuel. Uh, we're at the roster too. Definitely someone who should uh, have some ownership. Tim Hardaway Jr. shot lights out. I believe he hit seven three-pointers, 7-11 from the field. Now, if you want to bet against that hyper-efficient performance again uh, this time around, sure, but that price tag definitely sticks out to me. As there's no Dorian Finney-Smith, the guy's playing 37, 40 minutes. I know 4,200 price tag is pretty cheap, so I'll have interest in Tim Hardaway Jr. Definitely. And Porzingis, 
slowly coming back uh, into form, I want to say, in terms of just playing minutes, in 34 and 34 minutes the last two times out, has an upset against this Portland matchup. Uh, definitely have interest in all three of those guys. And then, obviously, Lucas Luca, not much to really uh, expand on there. He came off a monster performance of 61 fantasy points, took 27 shot attempts. He is just rolling. And against this Portland matchup, definitely sign me up. A lot of interest over there on 11K on DraftKings as well. Porzingis, $7,700. Definitely like him. And uh, Hardaway Jr. is uh, too expensive for my liking at 5700 over in DraftKings. Uh, I, I like taking my chances at Richardson over him at $5,100 on for Dallas over there. Kleba really not as someone I would consider uh, on D, on Dallas. 5K and 5.7 Hardaway Jr. Uh, Kleba, uh, just not really my interest. I have interest on Richardson, Luca, Porzingis over there on DraftKings. On the Portland side, these guys are all still a little bit priced up from Dame or from CJ having been out for so long. I think Dame still looks good for 10K on FanDuel. I don't mind getting to Cantor for 6,200, although his minutes have been a bit of a yo-yo as of late. On DraftKings, this team is just sort of non-existent to me. They're all about like 10 percenters. No one is projected for double-digit ownerships from Portland. Actually, the highest projected owned guy on the Portland Trailblazers on DraftKings today is CJ McCollum at 9%. So uh, if you like getting to Portland, you shouldn't have any trouble getting over the field on anybody. I don't really see anybody that really warrants that outside of someone like Dame where you're never really wrong to get more. I'm going to be relatively light on this Portland team outside of Dame and Cantor on FanDuel. Uh, are you seeing anything different? Uh, no. Uh, McCollum, I was like played 28 minutes on a back-to-back coming off a broken leg, right? So, And he took a ton of shots when he was out there, 23 shots. And obviously they won the game, so it worked out. But I don't expect them to take 23 shots again this time around. Uh, that's a lot of shot attempts in that many minutes, in that low of yeah. minutes played. I think taking uh, taking your chances on Damler can't fault you there. 10K on FanDuel. And uh, someone who I think has another serious, serious upside against this Dallas team. Definitely have interest in uh, Dame. And I'm happy that his ownership's pretty low. As we know, he has the upside of being the highest scoring player on the slate. So definitely should be... Well, pretty easy to get over the field. But outside of that, not much interest in Cantor, whose minutes have been fluctuating quite a bit. If you were to get 30 minutes consistently, I'd have more interest. But 6,600, 6,200, I believe, on FanDuel, I think he's a fine GPP option. Uh, you just want to hope he plays north of 30 minutes. And he wasn't really in foul trouble last time. He just played 23 minutes and kind of, I believe, went to Covington at the five most of the game, I believe. I think you are absolutely right. Yeah, so... That's really about it. With Covington playing at the five, uh, 6,100 on Fandle and 5,900, he's a meh option. Uh, not really someone who I'm too excited on, but okay. could has shown upsides in the past. That's really about it. Any final thoughts on this slate before we turn it over to the college basketball guys? No, good luck to everyone. Pay attention to news. Enjoy the college basketball show and uh, play some DFS. And thank you so much for tuning in on the Sunday morning. There we go, guys. Thank you for joining us. Hit the like button on your way out the door. Now head on over to the College Basketball Live Before Lock link. Go watch Matt and Ben break it all down. Good luck today, everybody. Enjoy your Sunday. Watch everything we've got. I'll see you guys again tomorrow morning. So will Rimpack, I guess, on the Slate Starter Podcast. Have fun. Bye.